Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Welcome to the show. Uh, Now, Zach, last week I did have a stunning takedown on air of the ice cream industry. It's amazing it's still standing, to be honest, today. Yeah, well, you couldn't figure out how they were making money. Doesn't make sense. People from the ice cream industry gave us a call and explained it. No, they didn't explain it. They cleared nothing up. It's still as much a mystery to me today as it was last week. Well, you mustn't have been listening. No, I listened. I just think it was a cover-up. I'm not done with the ice cream industry, but we'll deal with that another day. The point is, tonight on the show... I've been do I put my thinking cap on again, yeah. and I've found another industry that doesn't make any sense. Okay, hang on. Yeah, uh, the segment wisdom yep. was meant to be about you sharing wisdom. Yes, it but was. It seems it's just turned into uh. Dom's takedown. Yeah, I'm taking that industry by industry. That's how this works now. And I'm telling that's you, not Zach. That's wise. <laughs> that's the opposite of wise. What? You think that's a dumb thing to do? It's very destructive. I imagine yep. wisdom would lead you to be constructive. Right, okay. Well, you've misunderstood the segment. That's, okay, that's my, your fault. Yeah, my apologies. <laughs> um, now, the point is, there is another industry tonight that I've been thinking all week doesn't make an ounce of sense. Yep. And when I say this to you, you'll get, I don't know if they'll just crumble the moment I say it. Because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's thought about it, but it is a completely absurd business structure. Okay. I'll share it in the next 20 minutes or so, Zach. But all I'm saying is, uh, if you work in an industry, <laughs> watch out because it could be yours. I'm taking down tonight. Whoa, stick around. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Love might be coming to the menu at your local KFC, Dom, mm. after a couple in New Zealand yep. had a fast food love affair. Uh, these two people. Yep. There was a guy, he was in Wellington in New Zealand. Mm. He's ordering fast food. At his local KFC, I don't know what he was ordering. Probably a popcorn chicken combo. I reckon two-piece feed. Two-piece feed. Two-piece feed. That sounds like him. Makes me think of love. Now, he swipes his card. Yep. His card declines. We've all been there. Haven't we? And this is is the classic uh, hitch in the love story where you Mm -hmm. think it's all going wrong. He's holding up the... Holding up the line. Yeah. The people behind the counter are probably getting a little bit frustrated. Bad night ahead for this man, by the sounds of it. That's when, yep. out of the clouds behind him, <laughs> a princess emerges. <laughs> and a young lady says, I'll pay for your meal. She oh. pays for his KFC. Yep. They go their separate ways. Now the guy takes to Facebook and he says, To the beautiful girl who paid for my KFC tonight when my card declined, yep. thank you so much. I didn't get your name, but if it was to please you... <laughs> Please message me when I get paid next week, and I'd love to oh. take you out for a meal. Beautiful, Zach. Now, I, I've just got to say, I'm tearing up a bit over here. I don't know whether this is more romantic than The Notebook so far. Yeah. But is, is there more to come? I'm getting Romeo and Juliet vibes. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Uh, the girl contacted him through Facebook. Yeah. They went out to McDonald's. Oh, they're doing the tour. For a date. The tour of fast foods. He said, we decided to splash out an upgrade, both to combos. Oh. I chose the hot chocolate, yep. and she went with the orange juice. That just shows that opposites can attract, isn't it? He's a hot chocolate guy. Yep. She likes the OJ, yeah. but they can still be together. Uh, is there any word on a third date? Are we up in the air on this love story? Well, apparently online they are talking about marriage. Marriage, okay. Which some will say is too soon, <laughs> Well, but who knows? When you have fast food, have a fast relationship. You know, this inspired us. Yeah, We feel like in all movies, rom-coms... Mm. In great novels, they're too romantic. <laughs> that's not how love actually happens, yeah. but that's where all the media goes to. Yeah. So tonight we're trying to restore the balance on 131060. 
let's share some unromantic meeting stories. Mm. How did you meet your partner in an unromantic way? Like That's these right. guys in the KFC line. And uh, I have a beautiful tale to tell. You have an unromantic oh. meeting story, Dom? I have one that competes with this for lack of romance. I think this is a, a relationship I had a few years ago. I was at a work lunch meeting sort of thing, and uh, my boss at the time, who it was a man about 30 years older than me, something like that, just warned me to leave the room, leave the area around him because he had just expelled gas. He'd farted. He just farted and he said, this is going to be a bad one. Move away. You might want Walk to clear away. out. And so starting to smell my boss's fart, starting to waft into my nose, yeah. I turned and walked away and by necessity walked to the other side of the room where there happened to be a young woman who I started talking to and ended up dating. Right. Wow. So, you never think that the phrase, pull my finger, <laughs> will ever result in uh, meeting your future partner. Now, had that relationship worked out, I might have invited the boss to the wedding yes, just for okay. one last fart to see us out the cathedral halls or something like that, just as we walk out the doors mm-hmm. to see us on our way. We have Brooke in Townsville. Brooke, what is your unromantic meeting story? Well, we first met on RSVP and exchange numbers pretty much straight away. Um, And then I worked for Harvey Norman selling vacuum cleaners for a company and he came in to stalk me. And (laughs) not knowing who he was, I tried to sell him a vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Okay, how did it go, Brooke? Did you either end up going on some dates or did he buy a vacuum cleaner? Or maybe both? We went on a few dates and we're actually now married with our first baby. Oh! Oh, Wow! Well, that's beautiful. That's an amazing story that... Harvey Norman should be using that in all their advertising, Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you might not get the sale, but you'll get a partner. We have Sarah in Melbourne. Sarah, what's the unromantic way you met your partner? I actually met my partner at a Centrelink uh, employment well, seminar. I reckon this might happen a fair bit, Sarah, because mm. there's a lot of time to sit around in Centrelink because <laughs> you're waiting there for a long time. <laughs> You've got to get to chatting at some point. Well, it was actually a seminar, so it was like a week-long um, oh. training course that they send you to to try and get you a job. Right, okay. And what you instead so you didn't of... get a job, but you found love. <laughs> <laughs> well, we both got jobs too. So. Oh, well, they haven't at all. That's the trifecta there, isn't it? Now, if you ever go into Centrelink, I'm not sure if they generally deal with finding you a partner. Yeah. I'm not sure you can tick on the form, can I have a job and a partner? So are you going in tomorrow? <laughs> and they say, do you want a job, Dom? And you go, no, I've already got one of them. I heard that you were setting people up. Well, Centrelink, I haven't tried this dating app. Uh, Tracy, on 131060, how did you meet your partner unromantically? I met my ex-husband at the Rocky Horror Picture Show in Sydney. Okay. <laughs> okay. We used to go every Friday night, and I've seen it about 800 and something times. But what, it was 801st, the time you met your partner? No, I think it was the fourth time. Okay, okay, but they loved it so much they had to keep going back. It was a tradition, Dom. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. And also, sometimes they say if love doesn't work on the first time, try and try again. Do you know what I mean? Now, I think that's a testament that if if you've been to the Rocky Horror Picture Show 800 times and you haven't found love... Mm. Maybe sometimes just go one more. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I love Let's Do the Time Warp again. (laughs) 800 times? (laughs) I don't know. Is it still good, Tracy, 800 times in? Even though it's no longer at the cinema every time it's on Fox Tell, I watch it. Okay. Well, I mean, when it's a classic. Well, you've got memories attached to it. You've got memories attached to it. I can understand. Uh, John, on 131060, what is your unromantic meeting story, John? Yeah, so I actually, um, I met my partner at a debating um, competition, a speaking competition. I, I, um, we were both participating. 
Yeah. Wait, um, and on I the same her. team, John? Or uh, opposite? No, we were from on opposite teams, yep. And you won. Um, and I won, yeah. I went through the, the, through the, the next round. Um, <laughs> and then one of her friends contacted me and said, um, that she was interested in me, and I was like, "Oh, I, I just beat her in a in a speaking competition. Like, why would she be interested?" Yeah. Now, now, John, I think the question everyone's thinking at the moment mm. is: starting your relationship fighting <laughs> a really good way to kick off love. Well, well, I'll say this: we were together for nearly two years, um, so I suppose okay. you know the relationship was good. Yeah, I mean, until it ended. So. <laughs> two two years of look. Basically, what I'm getting here, Zach, is a list of ideas of where to go to find a partner. Yep. This has been what a really. Have you got you got Santa Lee. I got Santa Lee. You got the Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show and that sort of again. And I'm going to join a debating club. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's what Dom makes all our radio segments <laughs> about. How can he get dating advice? Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns. <laughs> Pet name game. This is the game anyone with a pet can play. We think just by hearing the name of your pet, we can figure out what type of animal it is. Desley in New South Wales. What's your pet's name, Desley? Lulu. 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 Okay, what are the Lulus you know, Zach? I don't know, but I'm getting like a tropical vibe. I'm getting tropical as well. I reckon Lulu could be a bird. Oh, there's also uh, yeah, I'm thinking bird. Is a is Lulu lemon? That's like a sportswear, is an active wear brand. Lulu lemon. Yeah. Uh, I haven't come across it. But you I'm haven't come across Lululemon. Are you kidding me? That's like that's like up there with Lorna Jane. I've heard of Lorna Jane. Okay, well you're missing out then. I, do you wear Lululemon? <laughs> I don't, but I've seen it around a lot. I, I'm just wondering if there's an active animal, an active wear sort of animal. Do you know what I mean? Yep. You know what I'm saying? I've never seen an animal in active wear. Yeah, but what I'm a- sure yep. th- that's actually a good market yeah. for. <laughs> Lululemon to go after, I mm. think, because a lot of people exercise with their animals. That's true. Why don't put them in activewear? That's a great question. You, we've, we've seen coats for dogs get activewear for dogs. Anyway, Write that down. Just, that's really good. <laughs> that's true. Activewear for dogs. Is that going to be your million dollar idea tomorrow It night? might be, actually. <laughs> great. Well, I'm involved with this one, if that comes up. Anyway, I reckon, despite all that, I'm, I'm thinking Lulu's a bird. I think Lulu's a bird as well. Is that right, Desley? No, Lulu's not a bird. What's Lulu? Lulu is a pygmy bearded dragon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I don't think dragons are real. Yeah. So. No, well, it's a lizard. Okay. Well, don't go around calling it a dragon then. That's no, but it's called a, like a dragon. Yeah. Okay. Well, all I'm saying is if I was like in a fairy tale and I had to fight a mythical dragon and a lizard came out. Yeah. You'd still lose. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you be athletic. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a bit much. Holly in Mildura, what is your pet's name? Bundy. Bundy. Okay. I reckon I know this one. Yep. Because I think it's after uh, Bundy Rum. And they've got the bear. The, the big white bear. I think it is a white dog. I was going to say polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, maybe you sponsored a polar Can you sponsor polar bears? I'm sure you can. Yeah. yeah. But I reckon you're more likely I to be right. I think it's a white dog, Holly. It is a black Kelpie dog. We got dog, though. We got we dog. Got dog. Yeah. We got dog. Now, that's a really important thing to stress here, Zach. Stop being so specific. All we have to say is dog. Because we would have got the point there, but it sounds a bit more underwhelming when you got the colour. Is it on. after the rum, Holly, where we close fair? Yeah, it is, yeah. Because of the colour? Yeah, she's black and tan, like yep. a Bundy can. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, even right. We were so close. We were so close. But no, I, no, that's like, that's like, that's, yeah. that's almost two points for that. 
Because I, okay. I got Bundy <laughs> rum sure. as the reason, yep. and I got the animal. I just didn't get the colour. Well, That's not what? really important, though. We have Tara and Noosa, Zach. What yeah. I want to do here is I want to get one 100% right. Okay. That's what I want to do to Okay, so off. the colour, yep. animal, yep. and reason. <laughs> yeah, if we can do that. Tara, what is your pet's name? Bisley. Bisley. <laughs> Bisley. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. I what got nothing. I, you got nothing for Bisley? What I'm thinking... Bosley yeah. is in Charlie's Angels. Really? Yeah, that's like their like assistant, but that doesn't really help. That doesn't help at all. Or the assistant to Charlie. Right, I don't you know really what? know the structure of the Charlie's Angels we, organization. <laughs> right. We need a bit of a Hail Mary here. Yeah. Um, I, I think Bisley might be a brand oh, of workwear. Oh, and they have an animal. They yeah. have an animal they as do their have logo. An animal. What's the animal? What's the I, animal I'm and Bisley workwear? I'm thinking in my mind. I'm thinking that it's a um, rhino, mm. but that wouldn't make sense. No, that, uh, but it's a rhino, rhino would make sense of workwear because it's like rough and it's like hard to... Oh, people are yelling at their radios reckon, right yeah, now. Yeah, they are. I reckon it dog. might be like a bulldog or yeah, something. Yeah, I think it's a dog. I'm going to say bulldog named after the workwear. Am and I it's right? it's got to be blue. It's got to be blue. Am I right, Tara? No. What's Bisley? Bisley is a yellow budgie. He's floral. Hi, Biz. Oh. Yeah. That makes, that a, makes a lot more sense. That That's makes so good. more sense. That's a great yep. name for a pet. Congratulations. <laughs> that was really good. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, I've started my very own club. Say hello to your friends. Based on the short-lived early 90s TV show and run of novels, I've started my own babysitter's club right. where I'm the only member and I only babysit, uh, babysit uh, my nieces and nephews. Mm, now you but did, it's still a club. You did say beforehand that we came on. Dom, you're not going to understand the reference. I don't know if I want you commenting that you don't understand the reference. Would you like to comment I, on that opener? Well, like, I think I need to comment on behalf of the whole country. No one understands that reference. Oh, everybody knows the babysitter's no, club. Knows. You look so silly right now. <laughs> don't Dawn and... Yeah. <laughs> that's the only one I remember. I think there might be... Okay. Well, a I, Stephanie in there. So, well, tell me about this Babysitter's Club. What, what, what the you, TV show no, or my club? Your one. It's confusing, but what's the one you formed? And also, this is an awful bed to play under us, because it sounds like it's coming through, like, underwater. Yeah, I did have to get it off of VHS. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. The show was underwater. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like a SpongeBob precursor. Sure. All right. So, what's what's happening in your Babysitter's Club? You can fade club? the bed out if it's annoying you. Um... <laughs> Well, I started a babysitter club where I sit, um, babysit for my nieces and nephews, sure. and I got my first appointment on Friday. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, I had to babysit a baby for the first time ever. I babysat toddlers. Yep. But this was a big step for me, babysitting a baby. Do you get paid? No, I don't charge. You don't charge? Well, I a charge good... a Wi-Fi password yeah, okay. and access to the fridge. Sure. Which the babysitter's club charged $2 an hour. Mm. So... I'm not getting totally inspired by them. I'm making some of my own rules. <laughs> sure. Okay. They were also pre-internet, so the Wi-Fi thing would be so really lost on them. How old was this baby that you were looking after? Six months old. Six months. It's a big step. Yeah, it's, it's a big, big step. Um, the the baby's mother said to me, mm. "He's never woken up to anyone yep. besides myself or the father of the baby." Sure. So that could be a concern. He might get a bit grumpy. And I thought, you know what? That's fair enough because yeah. if I woke up mm. to someone I wasn't expecting to be in the house, <laughs> I would probably be a bit grumpy as well. Now, I mean, you put it like that; it is a very fair comment. 
Uh, the babysitting actually went really well, though. He slept for 99% of the time. Okay. He only woke up in the last five minutes, so I didn't actually have to do that much sitting. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't think you've really earned your... Uh, not the, I don't think you've earned the Wi-Fi password and access to the fridge this week. No, 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 no. no. See, that's a really good babysitter Why? that facilitates an environment where the kid will sleep. Okay, right. Right. And now, are you bringing this up so you can advertise your babysitting services? No, no, I'm bringing idea? it up because I got a great idea for a prank. And I'm going to do a rare thing <laughs> sure. where I give you a heads up on a prank that's going to be years in the future. No, you're not doing a prank on me. What... Yeah, I am. What is but it? But this is going to happen years in the future when I hopefully have children of my own and I ask you to come over and babysit. Yeah. Now, it was about two hours into this babysitting um, appointment where I have a monitor in front of me of the baby sleeping. Yeah. The baby has like, um, you know, that black and white monitor you can get. Sure. And I start to think after two hours, the baby's not meant to sleep for that long. I'm like... I have never got it confirmed that the baby's actually in the building. All I can see <laughs> is this monitor. Right. So, so like an Ocean's Eleven heist, someone's changed the tapes. This is what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> okay, right. I'm warning you now. This <laughs> yeah. is going to be years in the future, so hopefully you forget. Yeah. But if I ever ask you to come babysit <laughs> my child, yeah. my baby, yes. I'm going to put a fake image on the monitor. Okay. I'm going to take the baby. <laughs> I'm going to go to New Zealand. <laughs> And we're going to see how long it will take you until you realize that the baby doesn't exist. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. There is a fundamental flaw to your plan. What's that? There is no way in hell I'd ever believe that you would trust me to look after your kid. <laughs> that's true. I thought you would, <laughs> I, I thought you might say something about that. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Uh, now, Zach, the leadership spill obviously was last Friday. New Prime Minister for Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, an unlikely uh, contact of mine happened to be in Canberra. Uh, in fact, not just in Canberra, but at Parliament House on the day. Okay. Um, this you, are you friends with any political commentators? No, no, no. Don't have any journo correspondence there. Don't know any of the politicians or anything. However, a friend of mine who is a teacher was in Canberra with her year six class uh, on uh, last week. Yeah. People in Canberra might not know this listening to the show, but regularly places around schools around Australia will send their grade six classes for a week to Canberra, hmm. kind of for a Canberra week. Did you do that? No. You didn't, you've not heard of that before? Uh, okay. No. That's something I my school did, and I've heard of many other schools that have. So. Mm, have you, though? Yeah, I have. It doesn't sound like <laughs> you have. <laughs> the whole idea is you go along. Now, producer Michael's shaking his head. Yeah, but well, you but haven't surveyed no. the schools in the country. You mean your school and a couple other schools sure. within a few <laughs> kilometres of you well, what did they, that. What they, the whole point of it um, was that you'd go to Canberra, you'd see how our government worked at Parliament House, you might go to the War Memorial, you'd do Questacon for a yeah. bit of fun, and Questacon's great. Can I just say, mm. I I could go to Questacon every day. I'm worried. Um, mm. I'm, I'm worried that you're yep. bulking out the start of this conversation <laughs> with how good Questacon is, <laughs> yep. and it's kind of indicating to me maybe there's not much at the end no, of no, the no, conversation. No, there's a lot coming. Get ready. Okay. This is a great take coming here. So anyway, so it just so happened that they were in Canberra last week, and that culminated in their tour of Parliament House, which was booked months ago yeah. for Friday, which was spill day. Right. So while they get in the tour of the halls of Parliament House, this year six class is seeing all of these liberal ministers walk past them to go into this spill meeting. It's right? a good day to go. Oh, Lots it, of activity. Well, that's it. It's like if you're going to pick a day to go, that's the exciting one. 
the thing Although, is, in saying that, yeah. the frequency at which this is happening, <laughs> you think you'd be disappointed if you're a year six group and a leader wasn't backstabbed on the day you were down well, there. Well, see, I kind of think when I was a kid, I went to Australia Zoo and it was always like, would you get there a day when Steve Irwin's doing the croc feeding? Yeah. I wonder if it's a bit similar now. When you, mm-hmm. If you do a Parliament House tour, will we get there the day that there's a spill? Yep. Um, but the thing is, so the kids got given the full tour Well, this was all going on around them. And they had to, the teachers got them afterwards when they were back at the, about their accommodation to do a worksheet of what you learned about our government <laughs> while you were doing the Parliament House tour. And normally, you know what, you might get responses along the lines of how it's important to serve your country, how it's important to listen to your members and represent the people of Australia. Mm-hmm. Apparently one question was, what did you learn today? And one of the kids replied, when you don't like somebody, you can kick them out. Yeah. Life lesson. So, <laughs> well, 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 that is what they're teaching us. That's so what I guess teaching. the kid is getting the message. Well, is that the message they should be putting out? I'm not sure. Maybe not. Well, apparently on the bus ride back, one of the other kids said to the teacher, I would have thought that if you're the leader, uh, no, if you're in, in politics, you should be loyal to your leader and just do mm. the job of governing. And um, it's interesting when the 12-year-olds can get their head around that one. I thought the 12-year-old was going to put up their hand yeah. and call a leaders- leadership <laughs> spill of the uh, class. <laughs> I'm the teacher. I'm going to put my hand forward for teacher. Uh, I've got the support of the school bus. <laughs> We're going to McDonald's instead. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight... Malcolm Turnbull revealed how he got revenge on new Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Like I kept everything he had. I kept all his clothes. I, uh, you know, I wore his watch. Also, Pink was asked what a stable Australian government would look like. It's been so long, I forget. I think it's been, what, 12 years? And Pauline Hanson has decided to make herself the new Prime Minister. Well, I spoke to them about it and they they weren't happy about it, you know. They felt they were in control of it. But oh, I had to take it out of the hands and it had to be run as a professional organisation, as anyone would. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. If you've listened to the show before, you know each week we ask Beg, they plead for five-star reviews on the iTunes podcast store, a.k.a. the Collective Noun Forum, a.k.a. the happiest place on the internet. And it is so damn affordable to get into the Collective Noun Forum. Whoa. <laughs> and when Dom brings out the curse words... <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, he's serious. Uh, look, that, that's how much I want to emphasize this point. It's that much worth emphasizing because it's so cheap to get in, Zach. All it's going to cost you is a five-star rating. Cover your ears, kiddies. <laughs> Search for Collecting Down on iTunes. Leave that five-star rating, and that is your admission price in, Zach. We, then you can write whatever you want in the form. Are we going to have to put the little E against the podcast now well, in the yeah. podcast store? <laughs> is one damn enough? Well, that's two oh, now. Oh! <laughs> We're allowed two. I, We're allowed I think two? there's a limit. So after, if I were to say, I'm not yeah, going to say it again. can't say it again. But if I was to say it again, we'd have to put the explicit tags. Yes, that's correct. All right. Well, thankfully, look, if, if I if I let another one slip out, we'll be in trouble. But I'll hold on until then, Zach. The first person we have in the collective noun forum today is Kath. Welcome through the turnstiles, Kath. Uh, they've just said, hi, Zach and Dom. Uh, listening to the podcast recently, Dom mentioned he has not had gluten since he was diagnosed as a celiac. That's true. Uh, two years now almost, Zach. That's well, that's not true. Diagnosis. What? You've had gluten. No, not, well, have I? Yeah. What are you talking about? You often come in and say, not feeling well, had oh, a bit I, of gluten I, today. <laughs> I said incidental gluten. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't knowingly eaten gluten. Okay. Sometimes there's been mistakes. Anyway, Kath just says, my mind wanders back to the time when Dom could not resist the chocolate in the studio. Mm-hmm. It's when you left the Easter eggs in here. And yes, in however, like four in 10 minutes, something like that. 
I think there's more than that, but yeah. Well, we'll say for We have the yeah. Kath says, would the same thing happen if Zach left Dom in a room with a plate of Dom's favorite gluten meal? No, Kath, this is the mistake. Would you like me to answer? Or yeah, would you, you like no, to answer, you answer You answer for me. If Dom eats gluten, there will be an immediate or semi-immediate negative reaction for himself. Yes. Now, if he eats mm. chocolate, he won't see those uh, consequences for a little while, maybe a few years. <laughs> Yeah. And also, Dom doesn't really believe there's consequences. Well, it's kind of there's some <laughs> doubt in his mind whether or not chocolate is going to, well, no, you know, the, the, cause well, him ill health. What I do believe is that they come out with new studies every day that this food's good for you. If they come out yeah. with a study that a high cheese, high sugar diet yeah. is what makes you live longer, yeah. I'm going to be immortal while you and Michael are off dying. That is true. Yeah, that's if that true. happens, <laughs> yeah. you'll be the healthiest person on the planet. <laughs> Now, does that accurately Mm. sum sum up your attitude towards that? Because you know if you eat the pasta, you're going to feel bad in a few hours. I feel very sick, yeah. But you don't feel that bad if you eat the Easter Um, eggs? No, I don't. You're right. Maybe in my 70s or 80s, a doctor will sit me down and say, hey, all those Easter eggs in your youth, they've they've killed you. They've caught up with you. I'm sorry sorry to say, but it's all over. Curtains for Dom. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't think think they could trace it back to those particular (laughs) Easter eggs. (laughs) Maybe if the doctor uh, sees the video. It might be a long-term pattern of consuming that many Easter eggs. Um, My point is, though, is that you're right. With gluten, within 12 hours, I'll feel very sick. And if the Easter eggs had a similar effect, I'd probably start eating healthier then too. But the issue is, Zach, I don't think more than a week into the future, yeah. right? A week's the maximum. If it's not going to affect me- He's very in the me, moment. I am. I'm in the in moment. A, in a negative way. <laughs> if it doesn't affect me within a week, I'm not going to care. He's all good. That's basically it. Mm. And that, that sums up a lot of my life. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just, yeah. you're putting it in a basket that's- Mm. Further than a week in the future. Now, in saying that, if I was very hungry mm. and you put my favorite glutinous meal in front of me, or do you know Which what? was, what's that? I'm just thinking what would be the thing that would tempt me the most? Some type of pasta, I'd imagine. I think a donut. Okay, yeah. I think a donut. Fresh? Yeah, if you put a fresh Krispy Kreme donut, and that's oh, not a sponsored like post. Glaze. An original glazed donut in front yeah, of me. They're pretty good. And you locked me in a room with that for 12 hours. Oh, that sounds like a live stream. <laughs> I, d- I honestly don't think I'd last the 12. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I could. I think like I'd get through the first half hour, but after that, the mental games would begin. Well, it gets to a point where you'd be silly not to eat it. Yeah. I, don't, I think 12 hours you could probably survive. Yeah, but right. if we put you in there for three days, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, have the donut. <laughs> you'd be silly not to. So I hope that answers your question, Kath. Um, it's not an idea I want to try, Zach, because I don't want to, I don't want to lean towards the gluten. So if we don't try it, I'm happy with that. But um, in saying that, if you leave me in a room with Easter eggs again, they will get eaten. Yeah, that's just that's, well, a, that's he puts that warning out there. I do. So it's your fault hmm. if they get eaten. Well, a friend came over over the weekend, Zach, and they also like Kinder Surprises, my favourite chocolate. Hmm. Uh, they bought a few of them. They left one on the bench. It was gone. Cool. I, I, I can't be held accountable. Well, see, <laughs> earlier this evening, I left some yeah. tomato seedlings sure. out in the yard mm. and it got dark and I raced back out there and I picked them up because I thought, well, the possum's going to get those tonight <laughs> if I leave them out. Yeah. I don't blame the possum. No. The possum's just looking for something to eat. <laughs> Sees the seedlings, <laughs> eats them. Probably doesn't even think about who owned them. No. And I imagine the possum eating the seedlings mm. is pretty similar to Dom eating whatever chocolate mm. he comes across. It's my inner possum. <laughs> yeah. That's how I like to look at it. Uh, and ne- similarly, <laughs> a lot of people in his house have been keeping their Kinder Surprises behind nets. <laughs> <laughs> they've they've been hanging uh, CDs around the kitchen trying to deter him with some uh, reflected light. Um, next up in the forum, Zach, we have anti-gluten. 
stopping geez, by. There's a theme. Well, actually, there is a theme because Andy Gluten's talking about Kinder Surprises. Oh, amazingly, wow. they just said, uh, "I'm just curious about what Dom does with all the toys from his Kinder Surprises. He must have thousands from all of the Kinder Surprises he's eaten in no, his life. There are no. thousands in landfill because <laughs> they go straight in the bin. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, no. You're. I mean, you've you've been around me when I've had a Kinder Surprise. Yep. Um, straight yeah. out. The I the way you he do doesn't it, even open it. No, no. Why would I? To see what it is. I don't care about the surprise. The surprise is the chocolate. That's enough of a surprise for me. Yeah. Right? I open it, and within 10 seconds, one half in the mouth. Uh, Then you throw the surprise in the bin, Mm -hmm. the foil in the bin, so there's no work to do after you've had the last half, and then the second half. Remember that possum? Mm. You ever seen a possum eat (laughs) any food scraps they come across? Very similar. Yeah, right. Okay. I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Look, I just have no interest in the surprise. I'm going to be completely honest. I think they're underwhelming most of the time. Yeah. To you, a 25-year-old man, not to an uh, (laughs) 8-year-old who they're designed for. There was a stage I went through kind of collecting them all, right? Just I didn't even open them, but I just thought... Could you look into recycling them at least? uh, Sometimes they go in the recycling bin. But are they recyclable? I don't know. But they're plastic, yeah, sure. Not all plastics are. Anyway, my point is, I did collect. I got up to about 120 once years ago as a yeah. year-long collection of the the surprises, and then I just kind of looked in my bedroom, and they were taking up a fair bit of space. And I thought, why am I doing this? Well, because you could donate it somewhere. To what? Like uh, Vinny's? Yeah, I could have done. Do you reckon they want Kinder Surprise oh, toys? Oh, a collection of 150 might might perk a kid's interest. <laughs> That's true. No, well, anyway, landfill's got them now, so, so too little, too late, yeah. unfortunately. But I might start collecting them again. Maybe what we could do, Zach, that could be a giveaway on the show. Yeah, that's give a great some, idea. Some kind of surprise. Anytime I have a surprise. Once we get to 100, we'll give them away. Okay, not one by one. Oh, you want a big collection. That's no, true. not one, because anyone can get one, but no one can get 100. That's only you. That's about $300 worth of eggs yeah. in terms of that. So, so will we be doing the giveaway in what, like two weeks? <laughs> Wait for payday, <laughs> and then we'll be good to go. Uh, last if, form- if we... If we gave you that goal to work towards, <laughs> it's when amazing. could you have that back? My work ethic, when I, it's something like that, yeah. is incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, <laughs> You'd come in ahead of time. Just, no one would be chasing you up for those toys. Dangle that carrot in front of me. Well, not carrot, obviously. <laughs> dangle that kind of surprise in front of me and I'll go for it. And it's funny, actually, the food theme continues um, when Dinosaur Prancer joins the forum. This has become very much about my diet today in the forum. Okay, we can do a diet special. They just say, uh, I'm interested in Dom's thoughts on lettuce. I hate it. Um, they also say this is their fourth visit to the Collective Noun Forum, just letting us know. So that's, Thank you. You're one away from getting the five-visit uh, loyalty stamp. Which Did I once pitch... That we should talk about favourite leafy greens on the show. No, I think we did that. Oh, we did that. I think we did do that, yeah. yeah. And it was as bad as I'd expected. No, it sounds great. Well, why is it? No. All of them It's are very bad. interesting what people's favourite leafy greens are. In five seconds, they're all bad. Not a good one. They're simple. Have Easy. you had them all? I've had most of them. Yeah. I've had rockets a train wreck <laughs> of a vegetable. Seriously, how it made it through the vetting process, I don't know. What vetting process? <laughs> I don't know. When the farmers test the, the vegetables. It's a and bit say, peppery. It's which, nice. Which one are we going to sell at, at the markets and which one's a weed? What rocket should have been the weed. What you could do, if you cook it though, it takes yeah. a bit of the pepperness out of it. <sighs> that sounds like a lot of effort. <laughs> oh, that's right. You don't make food, no. do you? <laughs> well, yeah, you yeah. don't cook. I don't cook. Because the Kinder Surprise comes pre-made. <laughs> it's very straightforward. Okay, so what do you think of iceberg lettuce? I, look, I don't mind iceberg lettuce. That's in, the worst of them. Because, no, because it doesn't have a taste. 
Yeah, it doesn't have a taste, no nutrients. No nutrients? What is it? Okay, someone told me over the weekend that watermelon doesn't count as a fruit. Because it has no nutrients. I'm like, oh, this, this is always how you healthy vegans do it to me. I know. This is, this is the conspiracy that they're in on. The moment yeah. Dom starts enjoying a fruit or vegetable, you'll tell me it's not good for they're me. They're not bad for you. They're just not as good as other things. Well, okay. So, so is celery good for you? Uh, not as good as other things. I don't like celery, so that's good to know. Yeah. What's the best one for you? Let me guess. It's not one of the nice ones. It's not mango, is it? Dark, leafy things are good. Well, that's the so stuff. So that's probably that, what you want to. No, look for. that's the stuff that tastes like trash. I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, and I'm sorry for turning the collective down for him into such an angry place today. But if you bring up dinosaurs, that's, that's these thoughts on lettuce. Dinosaur. What do you think of? What do you think of cos? <laughs> of cos lettuce. Yeah. Um, well, now I feel you'd like, like it in a Caesar salad. I've just realised maybe dinosaur prancer is Bill Shorten. Why? Because they asked me what my favourite type of lettuce was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did that in a supermarket once, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, that is a famous Bill Shorten quote. Oh, look, I'm just saying, if you come into this forum yeah. and you start speaking vegetables, yeah. I'm going to get angry. That's hate speech. I know it's the happy, <laughs> I know it's the happiest place on the internet, but not when vegetables come up. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, can we do? Uh, can you allocate one field for vegetable chat? Because I would quite like to grow some vegetables at the front, in the forum. At the front. At of the, the forum. front. And would we be allowed to grow lettuce? Um, you can grow nothing dark. None of those dark leaves rock. You know what's good about growing lettuce? What is like you? You don't. You can like. Um, they call it like cut and come again. Yeah. So most vegetables you grow and then you rip them out of the ground. But with lettuce and stuff like that, you can like pick off the leaves sure. and you can get a lot of harvest. So it's a good thing to grow in your backyard. I zoned out there. <laughs> I wasn't listening to what you were saying. I don't. I'm so done. You get with this good. Chat. You get good no, bang for your buck. I don't care is what I'm saying. I'm not paying any buck for it. I'm <laughs> done with this chat. If you want to start talking about good foods, like you know, the last person who wanted to talk about Kinder Surprises, <laughs> I'm happy to do that again. But we've certainly done our vegetable quota for the day. Okay, I think. sorry. So, you obviously worked up. You need to go I sit am, down. I need, yeah. Go I'm to a, the vending machine, see what you can find. I'll go get a popcorn or something. <laughs> That's a vegetable. I guess. I'm pretty <laughs> kind sure. of, I guess. Um, <laughs> if you do want to join the Collective Down Forum, we would love to have you on board for everything non-vegetable related, please. I don't want to get... I mean, I feel like I'm getting into talkback radio style yeah. at the moment. All you have to do is search for Collective Down uh, on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating. Is your admission price into the forum? Write whatever you want in the review, and we'll read that next time on the show. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. It's time to receive wisdom. Zach, this is the segment where I take my unique perspective of looking at this world, and I point out some things that maybe others haven't noticed. Um, Can I have a guess this week? Yeah. Is it about a business that you think doesn't add up? <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what they're at. Well, last week, yes, I didn't think the ice cream industry added up. The business model doesn't make and sense. And even though we had numerous people explain no. to you how it did make sense, no. you still refuse to believe people who knew what they were talking about. I think they're in on it, but that's a, that's a side part. Yeah. The point is, I've come, I've discovered, I've been thinking this week about another business that doesn't make any sense. Oh, have you? Yeah, I have. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to go as far as to say this makes less sense than ice cream as a business model. Yeah. And I don't want to be the guy tearing it down at the moment, but yeah. I'm going to have to be that person. Do you think ice cream share price yeah. really <laughs> yeah. felt the hit I of the Dom Fay wisdom last week? Yeah. And I might be about to send a whole industry bankrupt, and I apologize okay, for that. Well. Um, ski gear shops. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. but it doesn't add up. Here's what I was thinking, Zach. Mm. Now, uh, we live in a part of the world where you can't just go skiing out the front door, right? We don't, we're not broadcasting from, you know, Perisher Blue here. Yeah, I don't think they can do that all year round either, can Well, they? the point is you can't ski out the door any time of year where we live. Yeah. It'd be quite difficult to do that, yeah. I would think, right? So here's the situation with 
the ski gear shops that I see. I, I drove past two on the weekend, right? So this is for people who are traveling to go skiing or shop there. Yeah. It's only active for, what, three, four months of the year? Yeah. Right? And on top of that, here's, here's what got me. Well, here's the big problem with that. What? You're thinking mm. they're traveling within this country. Well, sure. Maybe you ski overseas. How many do that? Not many. Lots of ski in Japan. Yeah, some do. But that's not in many. the Northern Hemisphere. Right. A lot of people <laughs> no. ski in Europe. That's yeah. in the Northern Hemisphere. So that's the opposite. So if you take mm. in the yep. three months leading up to the ski season and the three months of the ski season in yeah. our country, yep. that's six months. And sure. then if you take into account overseas, a mm. uh, three month run up and then a three month, then you've got a whole year. I thought you might say that. I thought about it more. <laughs> right. More than a brief thought. <laughs> well, that's a that's yeah. a step up from last week. Now, now here's what I realised: How often do you hear of clothes shops shutting down? Mm-hmm. You hear, it pretty happens pretty often, doesn't it? You might be at the shopping centre and a clothes shop that used to be there, oh, out of business. Does it? Yeah, it happens I, every now and then. What a clothes shop? What type yep. of clothes? Shop? Oh, I don't know. There's all the talk that like Meyer and David Jones oh, are right. in trouble. The they're in trouble. Store. Department stores are in trouble. Yeah, but they're massive. Yeah, but this, here's what I was thinking. They sell normal clothes. Yeah. Everybody wears normal clothes yeah. all year round, yeah. and they they struggle to make a living. So how can selling a niche cloth? Sometimes in a place that you can't even use the niche cloth, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but they're not the scale of a Maya or a David Jones. Okay, well, they're, they're having one store. No, like I, you're not yeah. talking about the snow equivalent of Maya. You're <laughs> talking about your local well, ski store. Yes. That's a tiny store. That's no, actually quite big. That probably only has a few employees. Point is, Zach, I went past it. They're open seven days a week. Yeah. There's no way they can afford that. They're open. They can. (laughs) It doesn't add up. And I don't know why you're taking their side in this. I'm not taking their side in it. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, like they must have figured out a way that they can sell clothes. Like, I know a lot of people who ski in Japan. Yeah. It's quite cheap to do, apparently. Right. So they're probably getting those people. Okay. Well, I feel like you've been paid by the snow gear shops to get people to go and ski in Japan and buy there. I'm just looking forward to doing it one day. That's really what. Yeah, that's right. on my mind. I'm probably going to go home <laughs> sure. to Flight Center and see what flights are like. <laughs> right. Anyway, look. Now, some might say this segment needs to stop being me having half baked attacks at business. Matters. Is that it? What? Have we wrapped it up? Yeah, that's were all those I got. Your two arguments. That's okay. all I got. Okay, so your arguments, yep. just so you know, mm. were it, you can't ski year round. Yeah. So what are they doing open year round? Yep. And then secondly, you see clothes shops occasionally shut down. I do. So why don't ski shops shut down? But also ski shops probably do shut down all the time. Well, I've never heard of it. Yeah, but you haven't heard of a lot of things. (laughs) The metric we're going by isn't whether or not you've heard of it. Okay, all right, I'll give you this, Zach. Next week, I want one more go at attacking a business model. If that doesn't, if you're not convinced there, yeah, okay, then I'll I'll change the segment. Yeah, and I'll I'll give you a heads up. It's going to be petrol stations. (laughs) He's coming for you. I've been thinking about them. Destroyed ski shops. He's leaving them in their wake, and yeah. as he stands over the burnt-out ashes of the ski shop, uh, yeah. he looks across the road to the petrol station. He <laughs> says, it. you're next. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Now, Zach, um, pretty commonly on this show, you have... Oh, look, you, you haven't been the biggest fan of my dog, Bobby. Um, you've called him a bit soft, I think. Have I? Oh, you've, you've certainly insinuated. That sounds like along the r- lines of something yeah, I would have said. You yeah. think he's soft. You think he's overprivileged. I said he was an embarrassment to the species. <laughs> yeah, no, that's one of your comments. And I've always disagreed. I've always said, no, Bobby's not soft. He hasn't been overcared for. He's, he's a scared very... of going outside. He's a dog. <laughs> he's not scared. He's... He is scared of going outside. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess when you're the owner, I mean, some of the traits are probably passed on. <laughs> okay, shut up. <laughs> the point is, I've always disagreed with you that Bobby is a soft dog. Yep. However, something's happened today that's made me 
perhaps come around to your way of thinking. Okay. Well, um, I'm yeah. glad that finally your family's <laughs> turning around and well, turning their back no. on their disappointing dog. No, no, no. This The family's the problem. Huh. I don't think it's Bobby's fault. I think something... Mum has suggested something to the family group chat we have on Facebook today. And it's a great group chat. The, What's it called? Uh, it's just Fam Bam, I think it's called. Fam Bam. Mum named that. Anyway, Mum sends a video through of what she wants to get for Bobby, our dog. Okay, and I can see this. You sent me the video. I've sent you the video. Now, would... tell, tell me what you're seeing there. Now, I believe Mum's ordered this today. So the Bobby. caption is, I reckon Bobby would drive us mad with a bell. Yeah. And then there's a mm. video of a dog that looks a bit like Bobby, but it's white and yep. Bobby's black. Sure. And... The dog is hitting the bell, yep. and every time it hits a bell, it gets a treat, yep. which is a very early conditioning <laughs> experiment yep. that Pavlov used. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, exactly. So, um, and also, I don't. I, I think that might be the first mention of Pavlov on FM radio. So that's that's a first in itself. But okay, the, wait. I'm going to stop r- ringing this bell. But yeah, please do. So the dog rings a bell, and it yep. gets a treat. And you're going to get this for the dog. No, Mum has said I bought one for Bobby. But it's just a normal bell. Firstly, so yeah, no, no. But as a snack bell, as a snack bell that he can oh, ring when he when okay, we want. So when Bobby yep. wants to be fed, yes, rings the bell. Yeah. Now add this to the list. In the past six months, Mum has bought Bobby four jackets, um, for, for different. Types of but cold. Bobby doesn't go outside. Yeah, no, no. It's to stay warm they're, inside. They're inside jackets. They're just to stay, very, you know, warm in various ways. He's got a jacket. It's fur. Yeah, well, you could say that. Hey, nature thought of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're one ahead of your mum. <laughs> sure. She's bought him, I think, three different types of lead. Um, and Does now, he go on walks? Sometimes. Okay. And now she's bought... In the house? <laughs> yeah, no, he goes that's outside. That's outside. Okay, that's outside. When um, he works up the courage. Yeah, that's it. And now she's buying him a bell to ding when he wants a snack. Mm. Now, Zach, it doesn't please me to say this, but I'm coming around. Yeah. I don't think this is what dogs are intended to be. No, they shouldn't be ringing dogs for snacks. No. Will Bobby be able to figure it out, do you reckon? What? Okay, so now, okay, I'm with you. My dog is a bit soft. I will not take hits that my dog is dumb. Is that what you're insinuating? Yes. Okay. I'm he's... not insinuating. I'm saying that. I think your dog is dumb. <laughs> Why? Dog, dumber than most dogs? Uh, yeah, well, I call him right. and he never comes. Well, he's going deaf. Okay. So it's not because he's well, dumb. I didn't want to point that out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, no, leave the studio. I, 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 yeah, this is the thing. I, what? No, I agree with you on one knock on my dog, yeah. and that's not enough for you. You have to jump in with another no, level of I insult. No, I think the bell's a great idea, and okay. I'm thinking of getting one for you as well. <laughs> Just so I know when you're hungry. <laughs> speak, dumb. Speak, walkies. <laughs> That is all we got time for on the show tonight. If you do want to hear the full thing back, search for Collected Out on iTunes. You can get the podcast there. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. Bye. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.